Hey guys, thanks for clicking the button. I really appreciate you. Please like us. Please share this. And if you have not subscribed, please do. Today I had a really fun, very timely conversation with Melissa Glaze with Danbury Realty. We talked about like selling your home, the preparation for that, the process. You know, we never thought we'd see in Toledo what's been happening with people actually outbidding. We were talking about 32 offers on one property, like stuff, just crazy stuff. But we talked a lot about all the the process. And obviously in the spring in Toledo, we're having lots of people that are looking to make moves, top of the market, very fun talk. She's got great energy and lots of insight with all of her experience. So please make sure you're sharing us, liking us, subscribing, and tell all your friends about us. Thanks a lot. Y'all ready for this? Welcome to the Dan DeVerna Podcast, where we talk about business, life, and how to win it both. A busy day so far? It's been a good day. Yeah? Yeah. It's just been a little all over the place. Is that every day now? Because of like how crazy... You have the, to, the real estate market is. You have to be ready to go no matter what. Just because if you've got, if there's a new listing that pops up and a buyer wants to get in it, yeah, you've got to react. So you've been doing real estate for how long then? 11 years. 11 years. Mm-hmm. And this, like we always talk, whenever we're talking about like politics or the economy, like we've never seen anything like this before. Like that's what we always say mm-hmm. is that, what you would say? Honestly, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a, it's interesting even talking to some even more seasoned agents, people that have been in the business over 30 years. Yeah. They're like, we haven't seen this kind of market. It's just a little wild. So I'm here with Melissa Glaze and we're talking about, we're going to start off talking with real estate. I mean, I think that's probably what we talk about most of the time, but it, it is on the top of everybody's list. Like mm-hmm. I was so excited to do this because literally it's coming up, you know, in our financial conversations with people, it's coming up literally every day mm-hmm. and people are talking about like, Oh, I'm thinking about selling my house. It's like, okay, well, what do you need to know if you're going to sell your house? Well, and then the other thing is it sounds great cause you'll get this premium for your house, but you're right. going to go shopping for another house mm-hmm. in which you're going to pay a premium for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So anyways, like tell me how, how this is different. Well, in your mind. you know, it's a really intense market. So the marketplace has been just, you know, go, go, go. You've got a lot of emotions that you're dealing with. And on a seller side, it is the opportunity for them to get top dollar, you know, um, and get just because there's just so much activity and demand. There's just so many buyers that are out there. And I don't want to say that, you know, for people to be frustrated at all, because people are finding their houses. It's just being reactionary. Um, but a lot of sellers are just, um, you just have to be able to communicate with them and educate them on the best steps for their purpose. Yeah. You know, and getting them to the end goal because it's customized for everyone. Everyone's different. Either they have to sell and buy or they just sell and they're going to go rent or move to Florida or they have already a plan 
be or, you know, where they're yeah. going to go. So that's some of the challenge. So, I mean, you just like unpacking what you just said is like huge. So thinking about like the idea, like, let's start off with the first scenario of like, I'm going to sell my house, mm-hmm. which means I have to prepare to sell my house. So if we're talking about that, like, when do you enter the, the, the narrative or the story? I mean, are you, you're there before they sell the house, right. obviously. So you're walking in for the first time to meet some new folks, or maybe there's somebody you've known mm-hmm. it, for, for what I'm looking for. I don't think that part really matters, but you're getting to know the people, but you're also getting to know the property a little bit. Right. So like, do you have no bounds on that? You're like walking through like, and you're like ruthless on some level, like clean your shit up. Like this is like a mess. Like what, like what, what's that part look well, like? Well, you, you don't get too you ruthless. Nice, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. But you do have to be truthful. Yeah. You have to go, you know, first things first, as you, you walk into the home and you say, give me a tour and you, i I make a checklist and I will write down, here's, you know, these are the things that we're going to talk about when we sit down and have a communication together. So you make that before you walk in or you're making that as you're walking through? As we're walking through. Okay. So it's kind of more or less, they're giving me a tour and I'm noting if they need some paint or Mm -hmm. if some flooring would be great or if the carpet needs to be cleaned or, you know, just some of those things and, you know, too much stuff on the countertops or too much personal or, and I just make a checklist for them and have a conversation with them after we've done the walkthrough to talk about, you know, the next steps and where their plan is. Because you always want to know someone's timeline as well. Because if someone says, well, we don't want to move for another six months, is it the right time for them to go on the market? You know? Yeah. You know, because... Your house in less than six yeah, months. Yeah. Like, what is your plan B? Like, if you put it on the market today and you sold in, you know, a, a week, close in 30 days... Where are you going to go? Yeah. Are you, do you have a plan A and a plan B? Cause That's a sometimes, real talk, right? Yeah, because you have to have a, sometimes you have to have a plan B. If you can't find a house, what is that secondary plan? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this is unique in that. Like what, completely random. How fast are you seeing some houses go? Oh, within, within a 24 to 48 hour time period. I have seen some, um, you know, you see a lot of activity, a lot of activity, excuse me. Um, there's this, you know, we have what is called a coming soon. So a lot of people are kind of talking Mm -hmm. about them a little bit ahead of time. And so people are knowing about it and able to schedule appointments on that first day that it goes active. So it gets a little tight in that timeline. Yeah. So is it, completely random, but with COVID, mm-hmm. is it changed the way you show a house? Oh gosh. Yes. Oh yeah. It's, it, I mean, you wear a mask, some sellers, you know, you're only allowed the two buyers, you know, or the single buyer, not, you know, you can't bring, you can't bring grandma, mom, dad, everyone the to come to the house. Come. You can't no. Um, so it's, you know, requiring of masks, hand sanitizers. A lot of sellers will leave hand sanitizer out, sometimes booties and, and that, you know, they used to do before too, if they had new carpet or carpets clean, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of rules and regulations because you want to be precautionary for the buyers and for the sellers sure. because they want to make sure that everything's sanitized. I've got 
I, my hands are dry as can be from all the hand sanitizer oh, yeah. I use on a regular basis. Right. But uh, yeah, but people are really, they're conscious of it. Everybody wants to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do and they, and they're real respectful of it. So, so you come back, uh, we'll go step back to that checklist. So you sure. build out this checklist and you're like, you're coming back and you're like, Hey, these are the things we need to work on. And, and I'm sure that's received well sometimes. And then maybe sometimes not quite as well, right? you know, and then you have to have the talk about price and everybody thinks their stuff is worth more than everybody else's stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's got to have some challenges to it. Right. Oh, sure. I'm I mean, guessing. because especially when everyone's hearing that yeah. the, the it's a seller's market, you know, sure. everybody's, oh, well, my house is. So, uh, you know, my job is, is to show you what is happening in your area and the comparables and basing a price on that. So it's just educating everyone and giving them the tools to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's a, that's a hard truth conversation as well. Sometimes people think that their value is more than what they, you know, want yeah, uh, or, you know, and it's, it's a little bit of a stretch sometimes. Well, I think that would be tough. I mean, because you have these people that want this elevated dollar amount and you don't, I mean, you're not in the business, you're not a business person to waste your time. Mm-hmm. So somebody saying, Hey, I'm going to list it for this much more and just see how it goes. Like, that's not really an ideal client, right? Well, like that's, I think that there's times that you just, you know, you want to, I think it's just educating them more. I think that a lot of sellers do get it after mm-hmm. you explain to them, you know, we want to keep you priced within the market. We don't want to have you above the market or below the market. We want to have you in the market to where people are going to, A, want to come in and look at your home yeah. and to to make an offer. So you don't want to get yourself overpriced. And I think that's all about having the right conversations and, and doing the right education ahead of time. And most sellers are, are pretty, you know, strong on that. Yeah. Accepting of that. So you're listing out like maybe a couple points that might be on that checklist. Like think like, I mean, you mentioned a couple like the clutter and some of mm-hmm. maybe some paints. Like, do you do a lot? I mean, when we watch TV and we see these people that are, you know, doing all these things to these houses, like they're staging them. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that a thing in Toledo? Cause there's a couple things that I don't think of when I think of Toledo, right. not that there's anything wrong with Toledo. Obviously I am, definitely a Toledo person, Mm -hmm. but I don't think of people paying more than what the list of price is, Mm -hmm. which I know is happening some. Right. And I don't think of like state staging as being part of that equation, but are are those things actually part of what people are doing on a consistent basis for houses? Well, you know, I, I go in, I, I'm not a professional stager, Mm -hmm. but I will you know, being in the business for so long, I have a good eye for what a lot of, I always look at a home and I always talk to a seller and say, picture yourself as a buyer. What would you see or changes that you would want to make to your own home to make it appealing for a buyer? Mm. So that's interesting. Yeah. So I'll do that, but then, and make some suggestions. But if someone really needs some, some staging, there are some great professional stagers in town that will do a consultation that will come in and completely stage your home. I mean, there are a few, a few of them out there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. 
we we have a partnership with a couple different ones. Like if, as in my package, I have, you know, stagers, we have professional services that can help get the homes ready by doing some work and that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. Just, you know, fixing, painting, just doing some maintenance stuff yeah. for it to show better and for stuff. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. So, and you want to put your best foot forward. 100%. Like you want it to be, 100%. when it hits the market, you want it to be talked about. And you right. want people to have a good experience. Correct. You know, cause it's a small, like the, the top realtors, which you are part of that class, like there's not that many mm -hmm. and you guys talk. So you right. know, what's a good one and what's not a good one right. pretty quick, I suppose. Right. And I, and it's really important also, I professional photography to show the house in its best light, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I'm a big advocate for that because, sure. you know, I, iPhones are great. They have great tools to them, but sometimes just the pictures don't show the house in the best light because you can't get the right angle or the right, right or, you know, that the kind best of light. Right. Exactly. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. So I had, there's, you know, professional photographers out there to do all that and that kind of thing. So a lot of us, you know, utilize that as well. Yeah. So, we're getting ready to sell our house. Uh -huh. You're going to walk us through all the things that need done to it. Mm -hmm. And then um, we would expect, I mean, if the coming soon is setting up and it's in a house in a, one of these hustling, bustling, quick moving neighborhoods, mm -hmm. um, you have to be ready for your house to have a slew of people walk through yes. on the front end of that. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. One of the things that I always tell people and, and I say, this is not the guarantee, but I want to prepare you for the fact that, you know, if we've got you priced right and in you're in good condition and the pictures show in the best light, um, and you're in, you know, a desired area or, mm -hmm. you know, price point or whatever, let's be ready. Be prepared to be out of your house for 24 hours or for a full day, you know, yeah. have the dog, the, you know, the cats, the animals all put away all the, you know, and just leave the lights on and just let's go. Let yeah. go. Yeah. 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 So they, they sell their house. Like, so how far along is so one of the other things when I thought about, like I have a couple close friends that, that do the real estate thing. Mm -hmm. And the, it seemed like they were always used to be getting these random, I call it random, but I always think of the neighbor, the neighbor that's curious about what their neighbor's house is like. And so like, it seems like, and I don't know if this was COVID or pre COVID that that filter of being pre-qualified mm -hmm. for things is now in existence. Oh, do, you, do you ever show houses without somebody being pre-qualified anymore? No. Like that's gotta be like the biggest high five moment of your existence in this career. Cause that had to happen in the last 11 years, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's something that, I mean, <laughs> if you're a buyer and you want to go look at a house, the first thing you want to do is have that pre-approval mm -hmm. because if you decide that you want to write an offer and you don't have that, you're, you have no skin in the game. Yeah. So I always do a buyer consultation and I sit down with buyers and I say, well, your first job is to get that pre-approval because yeah. number one, we want to know, you want to know your buying power, but you also want to know, you know, what your budget is. Yeah. I mean, people might say, well, I'm pre-approved for this number, but I really want my payment to be around here. Well, that's, you know, getting that pre-approval is going to show you what that looks like. So if somebody doesn't have 
a relationship with a bank. I'm assuming you have that too. Like yeah. you should say, Hey, a bank or a credit union or an independent broker that can put together a mortgage for these people and get them pre-approved because a lot of people, if they've never bought a house before, or if they bought a house a long time ago, you didn't have those things, those we'll call them hurdles, but like, what does that look like? Like what does somebody that's not familiar with what that even means? What's that mean? Well, I mean, you know, when you're sitting down and you're talking to them, you know, you can say, do you, do you work with a lender? First of all, yeah. do you have your own personal bank that you want to work with? Or do you know someone? And if not, I can put them in contact with, you know, a couple different lenders for them to, you know, make a phone call to and work on the process. Cause most of the lenders will sit down with you and go over, you know, the process of the mortgage as well. Cause there's a lot of steps to it. They yeah. lenders ask for a lot of things continuously. And I always tell my buyers that when we first sit down, I say, don't be discouraged when the lender asks you for the same copy of the same thing, you know, a couple times because they want everything up to date. It's just keeping everything current prior to the loan being approved. So um, it's really important that they work through that and understand it. And the lender is going to really guide them on what's best for them because there's different loans, there's different down payment, you know, there's different options out there for them. Yeah. You know, and you know, the interest rates still are in a good position. Right. I mean, I look today and somewhere between 3.2 to 3.5 for, you know, a 30 year fixed mortgage or, you know, is what I saw this morning. So, so it's always, it's great time. Yeah. So that's the, another thing that's added to this perfect storm, Mm -hmm. right? Like you've got people that have the ability to buy more house than they would have been able to buy, you know, 10 years ago, significantly more because of interest rates. And then you have all, all these these people. So I have a, a, uh, an appraiser that's a pretty close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And he, he's saying like, it's kind of a weird thing that's going on because sometimes you'll get these bidding wars and then they go up above. And then like the, the market for the appraiser has not yet adjusted to the new, we'll call it the new normal or the normal that's going to be, or, you know, (laughs) like, so how, how does that jockeying around work? Is that, that's got, that sounds really complicated. Sometimes it can be complicated, you know, um, because you're dealing with, I mean, the appraiser is the one that sets the value, you know, so sometimes, but when you have these situations, you know, you have 15 people, 20 people, 30 people writing offers on the same property, that becomes a challenge for us. Did you say that again? Yeah. Someone told me the other day that they had like 32 offers on one property. (laughs) Now that's not saying that's happening everywhere, but. I mean, for it to happen once is shot. Like that's astounding. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot to (laughs) juggle, you know, that's unreal. Like in Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So it can, it can be a little bit of a challenge. So you have to educate sellers and there's a lot of steps. It's not just the dollar amount too. So that. Yeah. Well, you've got one person that like, there's different versions of getting finance too. Well, first there's cash. Right. So easy. Right. Like then inspections mm-hmm. and then like different ways of FHA and some of those other mm-hmm. things that can complicate or simplify 
the process for the seller. Right. 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 Yeah. There's contingencies all that are all different. And, you know, maybe for a seller, staying in the house a little longer might be something or, yeah. you know, for, for, you know, 30 days after closing or, you know, there's some things that may be more enticing. And that's part of our job is to try to figure out what's going to put our buyer's best foot forward for a seller, you know, and sometimes that can be a challenge. So it's, it's working together to try to figure that all out, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, that's fun. I mean, (laughs) it's chaos, but it's kind of fun chaos. Right. You know, if you're built for that, like that's a pretty neat little thing. So person gets multiple offers, which I'm assuming you're getting some houses that have multiple mm-hmm. like are you like the point person sorting those offers oh, for sure. the buy or for, for the, the seller, seller mm-hmm. and saying hey this is like there's eight I don't know yeah. let's say eight offers yeah. like you're organizing those eight and establishing the differences between them mm-hmm. yeah yeah you basically have That's to go through it's part a, of your job I never would have even thought about as being part of your job. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, That's it's cool. one of the craziest challenges because you're sitting there and you have, to, you basically have a spreadsheet, yeah. you know, where you're like, okay, here's all the contingencies. Here's all the information. And the, you know, you go over everything with the seller and, and explain everything to them. And then they figure out which one's best for them. You know, I can give them the information, but they have to decide on, you know, what is yeah. best. Wow. Yeah. So it's an organizational thing and keeping everything in line for them. Yeah. And that's why, you know, as a, as a seller, it, you want to hire a professional realtor because this is what I do as a full-time job. Right. And if you, you know, you're going out on your own, you're like, you take the, we take the emotion out of it because right. there is emotional tie. I mean, anybody oh, and everybody sure. yeah. is like, oh my gosh, this has been my home for 20 years. Yeah. So we want to take some of that away and help them make an educated decision and what's best for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And then to be able to walk them through and set expectations for the process mm-hmm. because the banking process, depending upon the bank credit union or whoever's writing the, like that stuff can be frustrating too, mm-hmm. right? Like that can be right disappointing and, at times. Yeah. And as a, as an agent, that's the part where you have to educate everyone. You know, my job is to keep everything in line and be communicate in communication with buyer's agent or listing agent, you know, and talking to the lender and talking, we all have to work together for the end goal because in the end they want to sell and a buyer wants to buy and they're excited about it. So yeah. You know, that's what, that's the best part about it is when it all comes together and you get to the closing table, you know? So if we're still in the thinking about selling the house stage, Mm -hmm. like what would be the things that I should start thinking about and what, when is the point to reach out to Melissa and say, Hey, it's time for us to have a talk. Right. Like, because I'm guessing season wise, like the weather's starting to turn Mm -hmm. and we're starting to see the sun again, which right. is nice. Right. And, and it, but it also inspires movement, right? Like nobody really wants to move the week of Christmas. No. There's we, snow on the ground and it's, it's crappy. Right. So we're in a, we're in the spring market. I mean, this is the spring market and this is when people are really thinking about it. Um, you know, you also, there's a lot of people out there, you know, 
the NAR um, chief economist, um, Lawrence Yun, also just stated, you know, okay, there's stimulus coming out. There's the vaccine is, you know, coming to light. And I think that there's more activity and more just positive and the housing market is solid. So, yeah. you know, it's so you've got to right, right now is a great time to sell. You yeah. know, it's just. But there's more buyers mm-hmm. than there are houses to buy. Right. Mm-hmm. Is yes. that kind of. So if you. If you're going to sell, yeah, it's a great time. Expect to, if if your house is in a good place, expect to have some big decisions Mm -hmm. as to who you're selling the house to. If you're on the, now we flip to the other side of the script, we're a buyer. Mm -hmm. Like that's a very nerve wracking situation because you may only get one shot. Right. So how does somebody prepare themselves for the buying opportunity? Well, with with that, what would they kind of be signing up for? Well, yeah, it you know, and that is can be somewhat of the challenge. And yeah. It's just again educating the buyer to mm-hmm. say you just want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. Like I, when I show someone you know a house, I always say, okay, do you see yourself? You know, if this house were gone tomorrow, how would you feel? You know, like that's, that there's a lot of emotion to it. And, and so if they, you know, they're like, okay, this is a house for us, then we have to strategize and we have to work on what is, what's going to work for them Mm -hmm. and what, you know, and finding out more and having a conversation with a listing agent and saying, what is really important to a seller? What is important to them? You know, is it, you know, do they need a little bit more time? What is, you know, that what's their status? And sometimes, you know, as long as we're good communicators, people will, you know, share some information and or what they're allowed to share, obviously, because yeah. our duty is to, but, um, you know, and then the buyer makes a decision and I, you know, put, put their best foot forward, mm-hmm. you know, and just being, you know, knowing what is going on and finding out, you know, is there more offers or if there isn't any offers or what's, you know, the seller's saying, are they going to, you know, hold on, give 48 hours and let, you know, a lot of people go through and then make a decision that way. It's really all about, there's just a lot of different components and a lot of questions to ask. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you're kind of there holding hands Mm -hmm. with them on that side Mm -hmm. too. Yes. So that, because that would be equally stressful. So it is up to your experience and instinct as to like, I, I never would have thought I'd be saying this because I'm like a guy that would watch that million dollar listing. So we're out in California <laughs> and we're, they're like, so we're going to price Everybody it. Does. <laughs> we're going to price it here. And the reason we're pricing it here is to, to bring the activity level up. And so we're going to price it at, you know, 1.6 million because we're talking California. Right, so right. 1.6 million. And with the expectation, we're going to sell this place for 1.8. Right. Like, and that happens a lot. Is that happening in Toledo with the, the move, the comma, like different numbers. Right, right. Right. But is that happening in Toledo where you're getting people above? Cause I've, I've heard of a couple like that where, where it's actually like kind of a bidding war. And how does that work? You can, you can, you know, the, 
the situation now, again, mm-hmm. depending on the wares and, you know, the, the house itself, there are people that, you know, you're seeing multiple offer situations and you are going above, you know, you're going above the, the list price because it's, it's all about seeing what the value of it is. And it's kind of what is the value to that buyer, right? you know, um, and when you seeing 10, no, there's 10 other offers, you just want to Put your best foot. Yeah. Well, and you know that at current interest rates and money's cheap, mm-hmm. you know, which I don't know. I mean, that it it is um, to think, well, what in the grand scheme, what's an extra $11,000 over the course of the well, next yeah, 30 years? And what does that you know, add to your what payment? Is that, what is that? How meaningful is that if right. you're worried about the, the payment being the issue? Right. You know, so the, this, to see your family in that house. Right. Is, is the big win, right? Right. Well, yeah. And, and it's homeownership. I mean, you know, and you're getting more house now than you could be for even with paying rent sometimes, you know, so. Yeah. You're, and it's yours. You're building equity. So, uh, you know, homeownership, it's it, everybody wants to be a homeowner, you know, and so it's getting and it's a lot of, you know, first time homebuyers, you know, so you're getting a lot of people out there that are like, OK, we want to buy, you know, we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, it's interesting for sure that like I just think of the where we're at in the market overall and how much people are talking about it is just amazing to me. Right, right. You know, being in the financial stuff for over 20 years, I've just not seen, like we, I thought things were pretty hot before. And right. now it's like, wait a second, like that was, that wasn't hot. Right. Like now we're seeing like really, really hot. And I think that's, that's interesting. So how do you, if we pivot now to the business side, mm-hmm. so you've got like, you know, uh, more than one iron in the fire. You've got people reaching out to you, I'm sure constantly for viewing houses and you showing houses mm-hmm. and you're trying to maintain a personal life right. on some level. Right. And, you know, the all of the responsibilities to be a successful human. Right. Like bringing all those things together. Like, do you have a philosophy on that? Or how do you manage do you like build certain work hours or are you on call 24 7 like it doesn't matter when uh, because I, the one thing i always thought sounded terrible about being a real estate person is all the times that i want to be goofing off seems like when people want you to be showing them houses <laughs> you know what i mean like right. hey it's saturday and right. uh, saturday at two in the afternoon and i want to be at the beach right and somebody's like got you driving to old orchard to show a house. Right. Right. So how do you find that balance with that? You know, it's, it takes time, especially, you know, when you're first starting in the business, it's hard because you're like, okay, I got to go, go, go. And right now it's harder because mm-hmm. you've got to be proactive for your, your buyers and sellers. So flexibility has to be a little bit more than the traditional. Yeah. Um, but I still make sure that I make time. You know, I try to set some limitations with, with sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't always happen that yeah. way. But um, even when I'm consulting with people, I usually say, well, I, I try to have some flexibility at least one day a weekend just so that, you know, my husband and I can go do something, mm-hmm. you know, or, yeah. or limit 
the timeline to things. Sure. But um, right now, you're you're. I think you're a, have to be a little bit more flexible to be in this business, mm-hmm. and you're a business owner. You know, yeah. the, you're an independent contractor. So your job, and this is what your job is. So you want to make sure that you're working for your clients. Um, and usually, though, the beginning consultation is kind of setting those rules up boundaries and, and expectations yeah, and letting people right. know because you know i have had the person that has maybe text me at four o'clock in the morning not thinking that it's four o'clock in the morning but it's that's their work schedule right and it's you know obviously i'm not going to answer them right away i'm not going to grab my phone and, you yeah. know but um it does happen and you know we work through it yeah it's it's a lot of it's a lot of uh different days. We'll put it that way. You know, you just have different hours some days this, you know, I'll be showing houses this evening and, and, you know, working probably till nine, 10 o'clock at night sometimes. And then there's other times that I'll be free at five, you know? So would you say this like in a market, like we're having, was there a, a real slow time in the last like even with COVID in the last 12 months, has there been a slow time or is it just kind of, cause the weather we only had a, you know, we had a couple weeks, maybe a month of snow, right. but other than that, the weather has been fairly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, has it just kind of just pushed through and now it's ramping up even more? Like, was there ever a lull? No, yeah. no. I mean, l- last year it was through COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, March, you know, on through, we were all really busy. It was still, you know, people were still getting out there. People still wanted to buy houses. I mean, it was just following some other rules, but you had the great interest rates, you know, and those are continuing on. So I think that that just kept people motivated. And this was their end goal was to find a home. So, yeah, people were still going. There were some that, you know... Maybe people are looking and I, I, I did a few FaceTime tours with people, you know, yep. and um, I was the one just walking through the house and with my phone. How did that go? It was it's it's interesting. It's challenging, but, For you sure. know, you have to educate people and, and knowing that you're going through as a FaceTime tour. So, yeah, yeah. you just learn to adapt to what's going on. Right. Yeah. So how do you get uh, pivoting again? Sure. You've got this kind of volume. How are you, how are you able to pay attention to a very broad job, like buyers, sellers, new houses going on the market, houses that were on the market that aren't on the market. Like how do you have a process for all that? Like, that seems like a, that seems heavy. Well, it, it can be, but you know, as long as you have a system in place that works best for you, I mean, everybody's kind of a little bit different. You know, I have, I have my spreadsheets and my calendars and everything of what is actually going on with each and every client, you know, knowing when their inspections are and, and knowing when appraisals are and what the timelines are. So as long as you keep good records on what is the process Mm -hmm. that is helpful, you know, and and there's, you, you can't, you have to have really good organizational skills and, um, you have to be on top of things. So I'm, I'm really good at follow through and communication. So I'm the person that's always 
maybe sometimes I might over communicate, you know, it's always like, Hey, what's going on? But I, you know, I, that's not terrible. Exactly. That's not, yeah. that's the worst thing you're doing. Right. Exactly. You're not getting fired for that. Exactly. Right, for sure. Um, but yeah, so it's just keeping all that in line. Um, you know, and I have, there's some, I have support staff. I have, you know, listing administrators, closing administrators. I have a great management team that helps us, you know, if there's situational kind of things. So there's, and as agents, we all really work together. We've got a good core group of people, you know, that you, you talk to and bounce things off of and, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, we've got a lot and we can help each other out when we need to. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think like that, the job is just a lot bigger than I ever thought of it. In a market like this, it really exaggerates how big the job is. Mm-hmm. Like it, it magnifies all of the, the little things that like when I bought my house in Oregon, I don't know, 20 years, 20 some mm-hmm. years ago, I, it was so simple, like so straightforward and and the pace was so slow, it wasn't a big deal. So I'm thinking of like somebody ramping that up and and rate having all this additional intensity and what that must mean is like your job. And I think it's uh, you know, it's just such a suddenly it's it's not just an emotional thing, but you've got the emotion of a home purchase, which is one of the more emotional things that people do. The biggest purchase most people make in their life. Right. And they might make, maybe they buy two or three houses in their life, you know, maybe one, but it's a, it's a giant decision and you're walking people through that. And then also all those other moving parts of interest rates and, and volume and, 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 and the potential timing of selling a house and buying a house Mm -hmm. yeah like it seems pretty crazy it is it's i mean there's you know the negotiating side of it there's you know keeping everything in line and and keeping the emotions and there's just there's a lot of steps and a lot of a a lot of process that goes through that i think that's the part where for us we some buyers and sellers don't even realize that all that's going on because yeah. that's my job is to make it as simple and easy right. for them, you know, and for me to keep everything in line and just get them into their new home yeah. or, you know, sell their house. Well, I think that like, it always sounds great. Like we, we have businesses that both, well, I guess really all businesses people get paid to do certain things, right. you know, and I, I think it's very interesting. If I, if I mowed your lawn or you mowed mine, we'd know at the end, like there's a transaction that's going to happen. And then you have these, these, these things that come out and they're like, Oh, sell your own home. And they make it seem so simple. We know it's not simple. Right. Like it's really complicated and there's a lot of opportunities. And I've had clients that have done that and have screwed up massively and have told me like, I would never do that again. Like, let me tell you what went wrong. And you know, I'm not going to go into that, but it's massive. Like one of them was colossal. Oh boy. Misfire. Yeah. Because of, you know, something that any real estate agent that is good at their job would have easily, this wouldn't have happened. Well, it's a big transaction. It's a huge transaction. You're leaving a lot at risk. Yeah. And and I think of the, like, that's a parallel we have. We have so many people that in the financial services are like, well, you know, I don't know. 
Like, what do I even need you for? I'm like, maybe you don't. Like, maybe you don't need me. Like, right. I, not everybody needs me. Right. I get it. it right. Um, But there's a value there. Like, there's a I, the reason that that people come to me at the tail end of their career oftentimes is to just to do all the math, figure things mm-hmm. out. And I've walked hundreds of people into that retirement thing, just like you've walked hundreds of people through houses and that uh-huh. development. Right. I think there's a neat little parallel there big, important jobs, big, important decisions mm-hmm. and, and decisions that change. They, they really change the course of your life. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a big, big thing right. where your family's going to live and, and where you're going to kind of, you know, put your, your flag. And that's the, that's how we're, how we're going it in your mind with all the goings on right now, is there anything else that we should be talking about? Oh, we want to make sure that people have access to you and be able to get, Hey, I really like some of the things she said. I'd like to, to meet with her. So we're going to put some information in here that people can reach out to you. But is there anything that, that we didn't really talk about that you think we should be hitting on or as a, like, Hey, as a passing note or at the end here, we should throw out there. Oh gosh. I feel like, we, I, I feel like we covered so much, we covered you know, a lot of and, I, and I think that it's just, I think it's just important for, someone to have a conversation with, you know, an, a realtor and finding more about what they can bring to your transaction. And you have to be comfortable with them. You have yeah. to be, you have to know that they're looking out for you. So I, I, you know, that's one of the biggest things is, is hitting on if, you know, you make a connection and they're, they're there to work for you, but you also have to work with them. So yeah. you have to be able to work together right. in getting to the, to that next step and next level. Yeah. Cause I think some people, the, I, it's very glamorized selling your house at the top of the market, but even, and we have this conversation again, weekly with people who haven't thought of what happens next. Right. Like you should go out and look around and see, you know, okay. So you don't want to live in your house. You want to live in another house. Like go see how much that house costs. Right. Because like, there's a big, like I, I have a client that's building a house right now. And she told me how much, how big the house was and how much she was paying for the house to be built. Mm -hmm. And I was astonished. Yeah. Like I was shocked. Uh, I mean, and it's going to be a pretty awesome house, oh, sure. but real expensive. Yeah. Like stuff just costs a lot right now. Oh, building, building right now because just because things are just a little bit pricier, yeah. you know, I mean, lumber and everything, it's just, yeah. but then people can build their dream home. Right. right? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a lot of different ways and different, you know, if someone decided that they wanted to build, there's plenty of great builders out there in town and yeah. So awesome. Good, good. Well, I appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. You got to go hustle and go sell some more houses today. (laughs) So thanks for taking the time. Really good talk. Appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so uh, much. I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So we'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks. Products and services using the following business names: Great Financial Partners Insurance and Financial Services, Ameritas Investment Company LLC, Ender Fenra SIPC Security Investments, Ameritas Advisory Services AAS Investment Advisory Services, AIC and AAS are not affiliated with Great Financial Partners. Products and services are limited to residents of states where the representative is registered. This is not offer securities in any jurisdiction, nor is it specifically directed to a resident of any jurisdiction. As with any security request and prospectus from a representative, read carefully before you invest or send money. A representative will contact you to provide request information. Representative of AIC and AAS do not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult your tax advisor or attorney regarding the situation. Oh, thanks for watching.